Josh, is it is it recording? Well, you could have you could have said it was recording. Hiya, it's Sally here. <laughs> Just a quick one, just a quick one. You can now rate Say Your Mind podcasts on Spotify as well as Apple Podcasts. So if you can, do make sure that you do both. I know that some of you are just a little bit lazy. I can't say that. But why? Why why is it right? Anyway, now for the urban intro music. It's the Benz Brunani woman is Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this Baby sit down, sit down, receive this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the tea we are go sipping yo Hard time scrolling for your long shorts You might learn something you never know Collect you find, and she's one of a kind Don't say you mind, say you mind Up my lungs I dread the day I see those two fucking lines And don't tell me it's like the flu Whatever I've got deadlines to meet so I really don't have a time. I want a one line only, one line only on this fucking test. One line only to prove I'm feeling my best. One line only, one line only, and then test is done one line only to prove it in Omicron <laughs> 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 oh I was good oh man I could have done a bridge and every no no I couldn't I couldn't I couldn't hold it I had to laugh I'm sorry um man I could have, ah, there could have been a bridge and all, but you know, I'll wait, I'll wait, I'll save that. Um, if you're wondering what randomness you're listening to, uh, this is SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What, that's right, suck your mum. Welcome to another week with me, Kalechi, in a rascal art place to be. Um, yeah, so first things first, no Iggy. You can go and save the link for the live show. You can go and save that right now. The link is in the show notes and on my socials, I would have posted the link there as well, which will be live on the 31st, Monday 31st for you to buy your ticket. So currently you can see the page. We're going to be having the live show at the Bloomsbury Theatre. Yes, babies. We're moving on up. Moving on up, moving on up. Yeah, we're moving on up. So Bloomsbury Theatre, Central London Tings, Saturday, 2nd of April. Uh, Show starts at 6.30. You know how I feel about punctuality. So keep that in mind. Um, Yeah. So you can go and save the link right now. And then 10 a.m. on Monday, the tickets go live. Um, make sure you grab your tickets and patrons on Sunday night. So that's Sunday 30th. If you check Patreon, there'll be a code for you to use um, when you go to buy your tickets. So you get um, 
a little discount for being my patrons and being my babes. Um, yeah, so that's very, very exciting that I'm going to get to see so many of you on Saturday, 2nd of April, COVID willing. Um, yeah, and we can have a really good time. I'm really already planning the show in my head. Lots of great vibes, lots of fun things. Um, yeah, and I can't wait to see you lot, man. Like it's been a, since obviously the last one we had in 2019, December, December, 2019 was the last live show. We did a little thing on zoom, but that wasn't, you know, like a live show that was more like a get together. Um, so yeah, I, I haven't seen so many of you since 2009, um, 2019, but also since 2019, this show has grown exponentially. Um, obviously cause I had to cast some people out and then people discovered a bad bee like me. Um, so many viral moments, like meaning that I was exposed to more people. So I'm looking forward to meeting lots and lots of new people as well, um, for this live show. So make sure that you go ahead and you get your tickets and, um, we'll make it do what it do, baby. So running through that again, cause I know that sometimes some of you are very, um, um, yeah, you take your time, you take your time to, um, take in this information and you ask me wild things that I've already stated. So let's run through it. The link right now is available to you for you to save, have it there ready to go for next week, Monday, which is the 31st, 10 AM. The tickets go live. You can buy your tickets and then I'll be seeing you on Saturday, 2nd of April, unless I bump into you in and around London, which seems to happen quite often now. So yeah, save that link, get ready to go Monday 31st, get your tickets and you know, we're out here. I want to see looks. I'm really, really serious. Like I'm not asking you to go and buy anything new, but you know, come with pizzazz because we haven't really, really been able to do our thing. I mean, I know lots of you have been like going Dubai and whatever this and whatever that, but you know, I want to see cuteness and I know so many of you are cute. So like bring the energy, bring the energy, you know, this is your time. This is your time to shine. Um, that song was from dream girls if in case you didn't know one night only but we've changed it to one line only imagine if that's the opening song for the live show wouldn't that be a mood me in a long silk slash satin gown whichever one that the budget can can stretch to really with a with a with a mic really giving it everything then boom i rip the dress off and i'm dressed like a lateral flow test with one line but it could also very easily look like a pregnancy test. So you wouldn't want people to think that that's some kind of random pregnancy announcement um, a la Beyonce at the VMAs. Um, so, um, yeah. Was it the VMAs or the Grammys? You know, I'm. I, you lot will know. The Giselle fans, the Giselle Noel fans will, will know. Um, yeah, anyway. Let's get into the bits now that I've made that announcement. Um, really looking forward to seeing you at the Bloomsbury Theatre. It's going to be very cute. Um, I was, yeah, as you know, I'm still hanging in there with and just like that. But this last week, they accosted us with two penises that I don't think we asked to see, but I guess balance and all that. Um, very interesting because the men just feel like um like props sometimes you know some of like even steve who's meant to be like this long running member of the show next to miranda he feels almost like a prop um and their whole storyline i just hope her heart isn't broken because she's doing a lot 
she's very much doing baby lesbian and um it, you know she tends to they tend to do a lot but um yeah I, you know let's see what happens in the next episode i wish her well um but yeah that was sad that was sad like steve really brought out the the actor who plays steve he really brought out the acting men and i looked back on like the sex in the city episodes i didn't actually watch it like i said i wasn't too into it them times because it was very white same as girls really with uh, lena dunham but anyway i went back and i was looking at pictures and steve was cute back in the day not to say that he's clapped now but you know he was cute back in the day they were they all had youth oh youth is truly wasted on the young but you know it is what it is um what else oh i've started watching ted lasso that is so cute i am really really enjoying ted lasso like sometimes i see people hyping things and i'm like i don't want to watch it or maybe just don't want to watch it right now overall it's it has this weird feel good and it's just yeah i just really enjoy it it's just nice you know it's just nice it's um taking me away from like the heavier shows that i watch and um yeah obviously taking me away from getting my ass beat on zelda breath of the wild because i'm still trying to i haven't gone back to it to be honest i haven't played in like what three weeks because there's this robot in one of the shrines can't even pronounce the name of the shrine i think i mentioned it before that's just kicking my ass and people are like oh just leave it go into the forest and go and get this sword and that sword but i have a tendency to lose the weapons that i get i'm just um i'm just a waste girl just a waste girl but um yeah i'll return i'll return and i've got a return to spirit fairer as well that was i was playing that and i was having a good time but then i was getting stressed with all the recipes and making the food for the spirits that i was looking after on the thing so yeah just just a lot of things a lot of things going on um yeah that that just that's pretty much it anyway let's get into the tarot the tarot this week i was just like come through spirit with the message let me know what you want me to say to the people then first card that came out is the two of cups we've got the ace of pentacles the eight of wands in reverse and we've got the six of swords and from the wisdom of the oracle deck we've got thinker number 44 and then from kevin morosky's new um, affirmation card deck um the new edition is called i'm just a mirror and other things to say to yourself when creating in babylon by kevin morosky what a beautiful title for a deck of affirmation cards the instructions are shuffle the deck pick a card for the week put your full intention behind its message you're a don in these creative streets and deserve all the good things so for those who keep pestering me about um spiritual seasoning cards coming back they're not but these are also other cards that you can get um yeah yeah and so the card that came out from um kevin morosky's new deck says don't be fiona and behind it says you'll always be honest when it's time for questions hmm interesting so two of cups reciprocity expect from people what expect from to give of yourself what you expect from other people that is the message i feel that is coming through strongly initially um reciprocity is important i'm just moving my pillows back stretch my legs reciprocity is important in this life um for some of you it's you need to start you know asking for more from people around you it's not just a case of you constantly giving you need to ask for more um 
for others uh, i don't know whether it's like you're giving birth in the spring when things start to bloom or like an opportunity is coming to you around that time but it's about give and take like finally heading towards the things where it feels a bit more balanced and you have to be open to it um messages eight of wands in reverse messages are coming through that require you to probably um change the way that you think and probably that's why the messages are delayed in coming through there are there are the habits that you know that you need to let go of and move on from but you're very much still trying to hold on to them but you know if you want the things that you say you want you have to be willing to let certain things go and you have to be willing to meet some people in the middle or they have to be willing to meet you in the middle it can't always be like you doing all of the things let's see what it says to the thinker number 44 as that message is being shaped for us number 44 oh that's a great car number isn't it um max verstappen is changing his car number because he's the current world uh driver champion he can change his car number and he's changing his car number to number one at first i thought it was very very audacious but then realizing that he his cart number when he was karting because that's where a lot of the drivers start they start in karting and work their way up his car number when he was karting or his cart number when he was karting was number one so he's going back to his original number as opposed to 33 but you know 33 i felt like it held a lot of good juju for him but maybe you know maybe one might do the same um who knows but you know i'm pretty much hoping that it doesn't sounds mean but obviously i have a vested interest in number one energetically you know not working out for him but then number one is a master number so you know sometimes you might you know think that people are a bit wayward but the stars align for them yeah so whatever anyway thinker number 44 it says here the ability to reason and strategize is the focus now take things at face value and follow the logical path your uh, your calculations will prove to be correct for in this moment, there is no deeper meaning than what is obvious. Things are exactly as they seem. You have all the information you need. Keep it simple and you will win the game of life you're playing right now. Relationship message says, love is not logical, but when you choose a partner, it is good to have things in common other than desire. Hmm, what was I just saying? This is a time to weigh the pros and cons of your partnership. If there is enough common ground, go for it. If not, there are other fish in the sea and literally the two of cups, they're by the water. One person standing in the water and one person standing on the sand, both offering each other um, the cup that they're holding. Um, yeah, don't force it to work. And should others tell you who they are, take them at their word. Now is not the time to indulge in a fantasy. Sweet, sweet fantasy, baby. Mariah Carey's going to slap me up. Maria Carai. <laughs> anyway, um, no matter what, in this case, the facts are the facts. And that's on what? Mary had a little lamb. They didn't write that, but I'm telling you that that's the case. Reciprocity, reciprocity. If people are showing you who they are, they're not meeting you where you're trying to meet them, then like you have to see it for what it is and stop trying to ignore the messages there because there are more blessings waiting for you, especially as things get warmer. 
for us in terms of um well i'm talking about those i guess in the northern hemisphere um as things will slowly get warmer for us um you know there are brilliant opportunities waiting for you but those messages aren't able to find you they're not really coming in because you're not willing to move on um you know within your mind from whatever it is that you're trying to hold on to prosperity message says calculated action is called for now it's important to sit down and plan a strategy focus on the steps you're going to take to claim your prosperous life lists are your friends now so get out of um, get out your journal write down what you're going um, to do today to signal to the universe that you're serious about attracting abundance your plans and strategies will yield wonderful results ace of pentacles Remember, your most effective strategy, uh, strategic partner is spirit. You will win this game and your triumph will be for the highest good of all. Protection message says, you might be suffering from analysis paralysis. Thinking has its place, but trying to figure everything out logically is not going to work right now. Your conclusions will likely be faulty and you may act upon false assumptions that will get you in a jam. Give your mind a rest do something creative, exercise or meditate. Soon you'll come to your senses and an aha moment will bring new clarity. So for those who's me- uh, the message is for, you better claim it. You better claim it. Taking this away from me. Yeah, you better claim it. So um, yeah, that's that for the tarot. I pray the message resonates with you. That was short and sharp. Um, let's go to share your magnificence. Show your magnificence. We've got two um, baby people this week. Well, two baby girls, really. Um, let's start with the first letter. Where is it? Um, bum, 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 bum. Here we go. Hi, Kalechi. I hope you're doing okay. Not sure which category uh, this fits best. I'm writing to tell everyone who came for Rhea Ellen's sensational video where she jokes about gentle parenting in the face of a child throwing a colossal tantrum in a public setting to choke. They assembled like deranged pack of badgers at a parenting conference in the replies with takes that sound like they'd never interacted with children in their lives. Rhea is one of the only few creators online who talks about motherhood without acting like her individual personhood spontaneously vanished the second she gave birth and clearly is spinning them because they could never. It's totally okay to think that talking to your child in a hushed patronising tone in every situation is a bit clinical and silly while not at all condoning or advocating for physical violence and hurtling verbal abuse at your child which is clearly unacceptable. Neurodiverse three-year-old me would have been livid if spoke if you spoke to me like an Alexa speaker. It would have been escalated to it would even es- it would God it would have even escalated the cha- uh, the tantrum. Such patronising robotic styles of parenting all operate on the basis that children, even toddlers, are stupid. They aren't. Of course, they shouldn't be treated like adults, but it's also harmful to not treat them like individuals with wonderful and capable minds, individual quirks and huge sponge like capabilities to learn. Smart kids will run things, run rings around anyone that talks to them like in a sat nav voice um, at eye level while reeling off cookie cutter punchlines from an Instagram mum who breastfeeds all her kids until they're 15. Because actually, if you treat children like science experiments instead of individuals, why shouldn't they throw biscuit tins around Sainsbury's in response? It devalues their personhood. To me, 
it also it's also such a dishonest way to communicate and devoid of any real human love or emotion for some kids with complex needs boredom is the precursor to many meltdowns and growing up in a home where nobody ever displays any real emotions and communication is filtered down to one-liners from a child psychology textbook would be overwhelmingly boring consistently it's also deeply patriarchal and misogynistic to punish mothers for not approaching every second of motherhood, even when their child is swinging off the light fixtures in Westfield with a huge Stepford wife smile and the patience of a saint. Women who uphold the idea that you should morph into Miss Honey from Matilda the second a baby bursts out your vaginal canal are really enshrining patriarchal rhetoric. It is not necessary for women to be sacrificial lambs, to be good mothers. It's not virtuous. It serves no one, not even the children. And actually, I kind of despair for children that are being raised in an environment where human interaction is this sterile and manufactured. Why are we so hell-bent on flogging mothers for not wanting to die on the line every day? When it's the ones um, gluing their entire identity to this martyr version of motherhood that are reinforcing harmful perceptions, um, in their children by that virtue anyway a million slaps on Rhea's chest for the brilliant honesty and keeping us laughing but the army of wanna, uh, wannabe Dr Spock's in her comments should suck their own mothers and swallowing their armchair child psychologist takes through the other end lots of straws Rachel um thank you for that two slaps in your chest Rachel for sending that in thank you and um I agree with this wholeheartedly my issue with social media is that apart from the government sanctioned um, trolls that come on there to kind of cause division in the community, which is becoming even more glaringly obvious to me. Um, apart from that, my whole thing is people, you will write a tweet or you'll post a video. Let's say, yeah, you'll write a tweet, you'll post a video. I'm sorry to say it, but it's usually the Americans, the Americans or the deep dive black british feminist academics that will decide to reduce what you are saying the things that you know that there's there's nuance in videos there's nuance in things that they're humorous because we all have an underlying understanding of what this particular person is doing within the context of what you know that they're doing it in the moment that that leaves your immediate kind of like group that understands you and flies off into the ether in, on the internet suddenly people will be adding connotations that were never there in the first place of course i'm not saying like if something is problematic it's problematic right but this video in question that ria ellen posted there was nothing about it that was in any way violent it was funny to me because she was just like look there are some days where i cannot speak to you like this and say listen but boop 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 are you listening i need like some days you're just gonna have a bit of bass in your voice when you're talking to your child and be like fam on a level on a big man ting on a big man ting low it low it i'm not there with you you're not there with me let us meet each other where we are there is a there is a very whitewashed very clinical very soulless way that we're being invited to parent 
that is running rife on social media and it's the way that a lot of these mummy bloggers made a name for themselves where they're evil fucking cunts right and when their cuntdom is now shown later on everyone's like oh my god oh my god even when they're doing oh no i'm a mum that loves to like drink wine i do my parenting like this and da, 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 da. no they are still enforcing certain narratives and everybody rushes to them and everyone wants to go and wear them long fucking floral dresses with the high shoulders because and and their and and the shoes that you lot like to wear or is it trainers that you lot like to wear with it and then you'll now add some extra harsh highlighter to your hair all because everybody's trying to look like this one version of motherhood who the fuck are you who the fuck are you who are you how do you parent of course it's great to take tips from this um you know from literal professionals right about how you should go about doing certain things and of course historically the way that um some black parenting or a lot of black parenting has been done has been um a microcosmic um manifestation of white supremacy because of the hierarchy that they came and enforced on us we now try to enforce those hierarchies within our home and say well i'm the parent you're going to listen to me and da 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 there's no there's not there's no way for people to come with their individual personalities but to me these are two ends of um very like a vast spectrum they're two extreme ends of the spectrum there is somewhere that you can exist in between where you are loving to your child you hold space for your child and at the same time you're like look fam let's let's get it right let's get it right like let's like mum's not a dickhead like come on um there is a there is a healthy balance is what i'm saying and ria was just being humorous being humorous talking about some of the frustrations that come with motherhood where you are in that space where you've read the conscious parent you've read you've read this you've read that and you're like boom okay i've read all of that but right now i like your mum's from peckham my g I'm like, can you, can, can you meet me where I'm at? Cause I'm trying to meet you where you're at. Um, it's a very, very real journey. It's a very, very real thing. And it really upsets me when people who aren't parents are being told by parents that that is not the reality. Like, oh, I'll just let my children run around the house because they're children. And you know, they deserve to use all of their energy. Fam, if you've got a deadline to meet, you're not going to be saying that same thing until you've actually gone through the process because also the process of creating a child and then birthing that child really shifts something within you. I do believe that that whole process is what shifts something, not just boom, the child appearing as if by magic, the whole process shifts something within you. And then you've got to then still participate in the collective reality, this matrix. It is so challenging and Rhea, upon now having her second child, two under two, is still persevering, making her videos, giving us humour. And I feel like she's one of the most, um, she's, yeah, I think like she's one of the most humorous black British women that we've got. Um, like, I really like her. I feel like she's a really nice person as well. And you know, I don't like the term nice, but I just mean like, in our, the interactions that we have on socials, where we're like messaging each other and stuff, like she just has great vibes and we all don't have to be exactly the same and we can all still be really amazing people. And that's the vibe that I get from her. So I really dislike that. Go To go back to my initial point, you post something and people come to reduce that thing to something that you have not said or because they want to make a point about something that you did not fucking say. 
And ultimately, that's one of the things that you have to come to understand about social media. People tend to respond to what they believe your your post means. Like, they'll create a whole narrative separate to what you have posted, decide that that's what it means, and go with that. And again, there is a very real problem with black Americans seeing things that black British people do. And due to the exceptionalization that comes with having an American identity, because you've got the black in front, but you've got the American behind. And the American part of that identity being what drives the subconscious. We are the greatest country in the world. Rare, 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 rare. We are the only one that went through X, Y, Z. So when you're interacting with black British people, sometimes you come across really condescending and really rather mean like really mean like but then when we clap back now oh we're the problem oh we're the ones that don't take your struggle seriously like let's all respect each other because it was very very clear to me what Ria was doing in that video and it spoke to me as well because I I'm very very gentle with um Lev like Lev will land me like a a, a, a head spinning slap out of nowhere because he's still figuring out life and it came a point where I was just like can you not can you not boundaries my body your body my body your body don't slap my face because you know mummy has slapped many faces and mummy's trying to be a better person don't slap my face and he was like you know what my g I hear you my don I hear you and then we have that understanding like these things are possible. I don't have to do the whole, I'm just going to let him express himself while he's landing me. Abara, abara, like, bang, bang, bang. But you know, because, you know, I just want him to express himself. No, 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 no. You're not expressing yourself on my cheeks. You're not expressing yourself on my cheeks. I'm so sorry. Um, even to give a more like grounded example, ever since I stopped breast- breastfeeding Lev at like 17 months, and that was a real hard slog, real hard slog, Stop breastfeeding him at 17 months, but he still tries to play with my nipples randomly when he wants to sleep. He'll come and grab my breast and he's trying to play. And I don't like it. I just don't like it. I didn't enjoy the process of breastfeeding. Pardon me. <clears throat> I didn't enjoy the process of breastfeeding. It was just all a lot. I went through so much, right? And so being touched on my breast, isn't, it's never even something I've ever even enjoyed sexually, like TMI. I've just never enjoyed it. The breast is not a zone for me that is um, arousing. I don't like it, really. So when he does that, yeah, it makes me really uncomfortable. So that's when I had to start really teaching him about boundaries. And I was like, Lev, mummy doesn't like it when you do this. It doesn't feel comfortable. And, and so I need you to understand my body your body. I won't do anything to you that feels uncomfortable. You don't do anything to me that makes me feel uncomfortable. And we keep that rule when we are interacting with other people that we encounter. And you know what? Lev, at two years and however many months old, he now says, my body, your body, my body, your body. Like, He's learning in that way, but I'm not going to be like, oh, just touch up my breast, touch it, touch it. No, I don't like it. So I'm going to enforce certain boundaries and I'm going to do it 
in a manner that is um, healthy for both of us. I don't want to come at him with anger when I do it or irritation when I do it. But understanding that that momentary anger, that irritation does exist within me the moment I feel that sensation. I need to check myself, self-regulate um, and then come at him with you know, a healthy manner of explaining that to him, but he's already understanding what bodily autonomy, because upon all the gentle, gentle that you're speaking to these children, because this whole um, vibe has been around, especially in the white space. And I know that even in black spaces, we practiced this for centuries before white supremacy came and interrupted the thing. So if we're talking about just the version that we're seeing in mainstream culture, that's been around for decades, why are your children still shooting up schools then? This is what I'm saying. Like, there is a bound. There is there is a way to go around um, about things. That's a healthy medium, or you know, that's a healthy space of where you're just existing. Um, and I know there are some advocates who are just like, no, no, no. It's all. It's this all the way. And you know what? That's fine. It works for you. Works for you. But basically, what I'm saying is that I don't condone like um, being out of control and hitting your children and just being wild, I do not condone that. At the same time, I think that you can show your children that you are a person and um, show them that in a healthy way and they will respect that and you will respect them. I don't know, man. I just feel like leave people alone within reason. She was making a point that was humorous. She was saying it for the sake of being humorous and people just decided that they were going to willingly, willfully ignore the clear humor of it just so they can get at a person and i do think that it also comes down to how somebody looks as well ria um ria ellen is um not light skin um she doesn't have um you know her hair's shaved bald and i think that also this also plays a role into how people treat women online and i've said it time and time again people don't move as mad towards um, light-skinned girls they don't they do not move as mad to light-skinned girls who are deemed um as conventionally pretty they don't do that but everybody else they've got vim for and that's that's women to other women as well not just what men are doing but women also ascribe to that and behave in that way and i just find it really frustrating and overall disgusting anyway um, that was the first um, Shale Magnificence. The second Shale Magnificence actually goes out to, oh, yeah, goes out to Cardi B because why? Cardi B is doing what a lot of the girls are not doing and taking her position seriously. Um, you know, taking her position, um, her abundance seriously, and always remembering like where she came from. So. Cardi B is covering the funeral costs for victims of a deadly blaze that um the deadly fire that um engulfed a building in um the Bronx where she's from. Um what does it say? Um the new uh the New York mayor Eric Adams um said, "We are grateful to for Cardi B, a real superstar on and off the mic, for granting some critical financial relief to families of the victims. The city will be forever thankful to her." and also to the grassroots donors and corporate partners who have been able to offer immediate support for our neighbours in need to re-establish themselves during this difficult time. Cardi B is stepping up to help those who were rocked by the tragedy in her native New York City, paying for the funeral and burial costs of those killed in a building fire that killed 17. Um, Cardi said, I cannot begin to imagine the pain and anguish that the families of the victims are experiencing. 
but I hope that not having to worry about the costs associated with burying their loved ones will help as they move forward and heal. Um, the fire ripped through a, um, a 120-unit tower in the Bronx on the 9th of January, taking the lives of 17 people and sending many more to hospital. Victims age, um, ranged um, victims ranged in age from just two years old to 50. Uh, we're told Cardi will cover both funeral and burial expenses and has teamed up with the Mayor's Fund to advance New York City to make sure everyone is covered and... <laughs> the wishes of their families are met. Cardi says she sends her prayers and condolences to everyone affected by this horrific tragedy. Um, fire officials believe a broken space heater caused the blaze, but two interior doors that were left open allowed smoke to fill the building. Officials say those doors were supposed to have been closed and are investigating why regulations weren't followed. But this is the thing when people aren't generally living in social housing or, you know, living in these very um, unfair conditions. Right. It's kind of, you know, it reminds me of Grenfell. It's like the, the council, the local authorities ignore that they need to care about the well-being of the people who live there. Like if the heating was working, if they had access to constant heating and weren't charged on a mad vibe somebody wouldn't have to have one of those space heaters, would they? And they had to have it because the building clearly wasn't up to scratch. And now people have lost their lives. And, you know, it's something that's happening around the world. So when are we going to say, you know what, actually, this is too much. This is unfair. How is it that people are dying because they're cold and so they put on a space heater and now the whole building is burning, yet there are fucking trillionaires that exist? That makes no sense. That makes no sense. And you can't say, oh, no, well, they got where they got to because of hard work. Because, again, no Molly May. No, 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 no. We're not doing that. Because it wasn't because of their hard work. It's because of oppression. That is that is how that dynamic has been created. Oppression. So two slaps on Cardi B's chest for doing what needs to be done. And um, Rhea Ellen, like I said, two slaps on your chest because I appreciate you as a person, um, as a baby girl, as a mother, as all of them things keep doing you. Um, so yeah, so that's that for Share Your Magnificence, uh, and I'll big up the first of this week's show sponsors who are Dipsy. So, have you made a New Year's resolution? If, if not, you know, if you're thinking about making a resolution this year, instead of depriving yourself and be like, I'm not going to do that, I'm not going to, why not focus on providing for yourself, pleasuring yourself with Dipsy? You can focus on giving yourself pleasure, which is a habit you'll want to keep up all year, especially with Venus going retrograde and she's going to come out of a retrograde feeling cute. Like you need to treat yourself, treat yourself, you know, treat yourself. You And um, Dipsy Stories uh, are wonderful for doing that. It's an app that's full of sexy audio stories and now they even have brand new written stories. No matter who you're into or what turns you on, Dipsy helps bring the stories to life anytime, anywhere. But again, I keep imploring you, please not on the tube. Please not on the tube. Please not on the subway. Yeah. Close your eyes and let yourself get lost in a world where only good things happen and pleasure is your only priority. Explore your fantasies in safe, in a safe, shame-free way. There are hundreds of stories to choose from and they, re um, they release new content every week. So there's always more to explore. And they also have wellness sessions to help you wind down and explore and um, sleep sessions to help you drift off. 
now obviously when i'm doing these um posts i usually get to most of the time i get to try out the thing like same as you know other brands i've mentioned so but this was the first one i was just like "Mm, this is interesting like "Mm, i'm more of a visual person but okay let's listen i say i'm more of a visual person but fam my mercury is in scorpio so yeah anyway and then my mercury makes an aspect to my mars that's in capricorn fucking hell filth filth anyway um yeah what was i saying so yeah so i thought you know i'm gonna give it a try and what i like about the app if i talk you through the app is that so you um sign on or you set you set your thing up and then it asks you what are you into and you can click as many things as you like which i also think is great because you know sometimes they're like click up to three but fam i'm interested in 10 so what now so you can click as many things as you like that you're into, what kind of stories you want to hear, you click that, and then they kind of curate different stories um, that you can listen to. Most of the, of the ones that showed up for me are like about 15 minutes, 10, but they also, on the thing, you know, on the timeline thing, it shows you where it gets steamy. So if you want to cut to that point, you can. However, I guess for me, if you're listening to it, you need to be able to hear the build up to the thing because that's what you know part of the excitement but if you just wanted to be like you know what, i just want to get to the hot stuff you can do that as well so i was listening and also i bought myself a womanizer i bought that a while back actually um you know the clitoral stimulator i bought that a while back let me tell you using this app so like listening to dipsy while using a clitoral stimulator uh uh, uh, madness madness great times to be had by one wow it was just i mean whatever you could whatever you want to use use whatever you want to use i'm just saying to you that that combo that was a bass boss that was a bass boss that was a finisher um yeah i just thought i'd share that with you i'm just saying like it was a great um sirens again sirens every day anyway it was that's exactly what it was sirens everywhere anyway for listeners of the show um dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash straws that's dipsy d-i-p-s-e-a stories.com slash straws so you get 30 days full access for free when you go to d-i-p-s-e-a stories.com slash straws um and go and enjoy yourself like see how um you get on go and find stories that excite you and um, live your best life anyway let's get to so you mad your flowers showers the champagne showers is, is that different from golden showers i'm singing hours and hours um by monet long um yeah i was wondering at first when i saw hrs hrs i thought it was hers and hers but then when I listened to the song, it was like hours and hours. It's a banging tune, gosh. But I was like, when she said champagne showers, I was like, are people pissing on people? Obviously not kink shaming, but still, um, I wasn't quite sure about whether I wanted to sing that with all of my chest because I'm not into them things there. Um, anyway, this week on So You Mad, 
let's start with Jordan Chain. I think her name is um this blogger. Is she a blogger? Um, a mummy blogger type of person, a mum mumfluencer. Is that what people would call her? Let's see. So she's a YouTuber and her son had a puppy that passed away and she forgot to edit out the clips of her forcing him to cry more for her video thumbnail so she could get more views. Um, honestly, the world has really, really lost it. Um, but I'm just looking here. She deleted her YouTube, but then she brought it back. I just think that it's really wild that people are doing this and this is what i was talking about earlier with especially when you're doing parenting and you're doing it online they does get to a point where you are being performative and i just didn't want to ever find myself in that space i wanted to parent from an honest place not to say that people who are doing that aren't um, aren't parenting from an honest um, place but there does come a point where it does become contrived right you have to create a certain get everybody together to do this particular thing and do this this way but i just pray that there are boundaries and um around all of that like parameters around all of that like we're doing this now family we're going to just shoot these bits and then move on from there but never um going in and extracting their authentic emotions for the sake of views like in this case i think that this is wild if she just posted the video and she was like oh you know the puppy died and he's crying that's fine but you were telling him to cry and cry again that no no he needs to scrunch his face up more in fact let me see if i can play it to you see if you can hear it one second let's see hold on i'm closer put your, put your head right here closer closer down put your head down here act like you're crying really quick i am crying He said, I am crying. Go like this. No, mom, I'm actually seriously crying. No, I know, but go like this for the video. Go like this, put one hand up, go like this. No, go like this. Put your hand like this. But let them see your mouth. Let them see your mouth. No, mom, I'm actually crying. Look at me, look at me, look at me. Look at me, look at me. I know, look at me, look at me. Look at the camera. Look at the camera. And like, it's so wild. It's so wild because her son is like, no, mom, I'm, I'm actually crying. Mom, I'm actually crying. Like my puppy's died. I'm actually crying. She's like, no, no, no. But you've got to cry like this. Put your hand like this. Put your face. Lord, I want better. I want better for people. But seeing that, yeah, just made me very, very uncomfortable because, you know, that is the reality for a lot of people who then their whole family life then becomes this online thing and i just think about the children i think about the children and i hope that they're okay and they know that there is life beyond the the lens of the camera i'm sure that there are um families that handle it well who are just like no we film at this time we record this we do that but then sometimes I think about the fact that there are some moments that are caught that I watch online and I just think so do you have cameras just set up in every room because how is this um an off you know was how is this an off-the-cuff moment for there to be a camera there set up in that space so do you just have cameras set up all around your house constantly to catch bits and then if something's funny then you go and use it I don't know there's something about it that makes me feel a bit uncomfortable and um, I just want to know that the children, all these children are okay. 
Um, but, you know, do what you want. That's your family. But I'm just, you know, these are just my thoughts. Um, and people enjoy it. People enjoy great content. They enjoy funny content. They enjoy content that makes them think. But I just, who is regulating? I hope, who is regulating this? I hope that families are, you know, thinking about the well-being of their child. And, like, um, you know, their parents aren't just moving mad all for the sake of clicks. That's important. Um, and that goes beyond parenting as well, you know. It goes beyond parenting. It goes beyond those family sort of YouTubes. It's just general people who are doing up a lifestyle, lifestyle. Do you take a tripod everywhere? When are the moments where you're just enjoying the moment for the moment? I want people to come back to themselves. That's what I want. I mean, film your content and do what you're doing, but save a little, you know, save a little bit of you for you. And I'm sure some people do. You know, we only see like maybe 5% of their life, but all this carrying tripod up and down, it seems like a lot. Anyway, um, I was late to the story, but Megan Good announced that she spit from her pastor husband. And, you know, I had a feeling it was going to happen when I was watching Harlem. There was just something about it. I was just like, oh, the church is not going to like this, baby. They are not going to like this. Already they feel like I'm an actress. Being an actress is devilish. So now you're an actress and you're in a, you know, you're trying to, you're in this kind of conundrum with your ex who's now engaged and rare, 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 rare. Even though they made her a professor of anthropology or whatever she's always at, anthropology or women's studies. I can't remember what she does, um, but she's a, um, is she a professor? Yeah, or something. Or a lecturer. Um, but anyway, I enjoyed Harlem. But yeah, she, so she's doing that. And I remember watching it thinking, oh, I don't know how this is going to bode for their relationship because everybody's mad. Everybody's mad. And I know that he's an actor as well or he's some kind of producer, whatever. So he's doing his thing as well. But you know, the rules are always different for men. And it just makes me sad because, um, you know, I feel like, no, be real. Like, Megan Good she's too juicy for church you know she's she's just too sexy she's too beautiful for church not that i feel like church is a trash place but at the same time i don't not think that it's a trash place coming off that going i'm gonna go back to megan good but that pastor who spat on his hands like really like hawked out phlegm and spit and rubbed it over one of the um members of the congregation's faces and he was like oh but see this is you are, uh, this is y'all not believing in the vision. When God is doing something in your life, sometimes it's not going to look pretty. Let me tell you something. If God spat phlegm in my face, I'd be like, God, come down now. Your ch- God, G-O-D, yeah, you know me. Yeah, G-O-D, you better know me because I don't play that. When you put me in human form, you knew that I could throw hands. So now if you want to get to it, you better come down in human form and let's rock it out because you're not fleming up in my face. I'll tell you that for nothing. So God knows how I roll. And that's why there's that mutual respect because God does that gentle parenting. <laughs> God does that gentle parenting. But when God needs to bat up the ting, God will bat up the ting. You know, there's... And I don't even necessarily feel like God is a God of the Old Testament where it's just like, smite them motherfuckers, smite them motherfuckers. But it's a case of like, there are consequences. There are consequences to the things that you do. And I'm 
going to let you see some of those consequences because if I keep moving you from the thing, you're not going to understand, but I'm still going to put the kind of like parameters in place so you don't go and fuck up yourself too much. But just so you understand that cause and effect is a real thing, you know, that it is a real thing. So anyway, that pastor now being like, oh, some of y'all don't see the vision and the vision is not always pretty. When God puts it to you, the vision is not always pretty, but see how y'all are squirming right now? I'm just paraphrasing here because I refuse to watch the, the actual video. Um, see how y'all are paraphrasing right now? Um, or, or no, I was paraphrasing. God, is it crack? Lord, is it crack? Anyway, you'll see how y'all are squirming right now when y'all don't see the vision because the vision isn't pretty. Sometimes it'll be like that. You lot are giving these pastors too much rascal power. So, Start beating up your pastors. I've been telling you. If your pastors don't understand that they can be beaten up at any time by the congregation en masse. I'm not even saying that one individual. And I'm not saying one rogue individual go and get a weapon, please. No. But if you all let the pastor know that at any time we will rock your world, baby. We will rock that jaw. We will spin that jaw. Behave. They won't move as mad as they're moving with you lot, but they'll have private jets. They'll be coming in a fine shoe. They'll be coming in a fine tie. Now, I'm not saying that God shouldn't bless the people that are spreading the word, but how is God disproportionately blessing you more than your congregation? That looks fucking ridiculous. And let me tell you, you will not now, you will not now tell me that for the sake of sermon, you're going to spit in my face. Spit in sermons. Ha, 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 The Holy Spirit would have entered me because I would have fucked you up in the name of the Holy Trinity. Boom! In the name of the Father, spun your head top. Boom! In the name of the Son, I've kicked you in your balls. Boom! Now in the name of the Holy Spirit, I've folded you in two. Now you're on the floor. Now you're on the floor. Like Lazarus. What now? Nah, that was disgusting. And I think that that was such a violation of um of somebody's personal space and you're spitting in some you're spitting your hand you're hawking into your hand and you're rubbing it on a congregation member's face another man remember another man and this is the thing when you are so beholden to the white supremacist ideology that sometimes is spread through these em em evangelists because people will be like oh but christianity existed before colonization but that's not the christianity that you're practicing baby boo boo that's not so let's talk about it. How is it that your Christianity that you're practicing that existed before colonialism still continues to do the very things that um, that colonialism and white supremacy is doing to women, specifically black women? How is it that your Christianity is still doing that? Doesn't seem very imaginative to me. So you've now spat in your hand and you're rubbing it on a male member of the congregation's face in a panoramic, in a panacotta, in a panda bear. So you have no regard for viruses, for bacteria. To you, it's all a joke, right? No, I'm sorry. Jesus flipped tables. Jesus flipped tables. Let me tell you that. Jesus flipped tables. And so Jesus knew that at any time, anybody could get it. Anybody can get it. 
that still riles that still riles me up that just knowing that that video is there just riles me up i know that he came out with one kind of apology that he was really in the spirit and he was really trying to make a point there's no point that you'll ever need to make in this life that requires you to spit into your hand and rub it over my face to say that this is how god vision and when god puts a vision into your heart it can look blurry you know what's going to look blurry your eyesight when i punch you directly in both of your eyeball your eyeballs your eyeballs because that's what it's going to be bam bam both of them i'm going to punch in your face ridiculous behavior ridiculous behavior you need to start having boundaries with your pastors all of you that be doing oh my god she's doing tarot i don't know if i can listen or you know you're playing the um tarot or you're playing the podcast and somebody's nearby and they're like oh my god no i've got to i've got to know i can't listen to this no i've got to go and listen to the good word of the lord because this is just too much swearing this is so bad but your pastor's busy fingering the congregation hmm Woo. whatever whatever and i feel like it's good to be clear at this point that i wholeheartedly believe in god wholeheartedly wholeheartedly still even believe that jesus was the son of god as we are all children of god what i do not believe in is some of the deeply entrenched very misogynistic very like very anti-black woman and um, rhetoric that is pushed through a lot of the churches that a lot of you lot go and um, go to whether by the pastors by this by that is so stifling so it brings me back to my initial point that Megan Good to me, she had too much sauce for the church, too much sauce, because every day, look at that body. What kind of church outfit are you putting that body into? Everyone's stressed every day because she's cute and it would have been a hard place for her to be in because it, there was that, was that um, pastor, that woman, the other, um, a few months ago, I saw a video of her saying, and you know, some of these girls, they're coming into the church and they're not wearing pantyhose. You know, they're coming in and they're not wearing pantyhose. They're tempting these pastors. So you go, you're not wearing pantyhose. You're just going to fuck the pastor in the in the back. You know, while after the sermon, you're going to fuck the pastor because you're not wearing any pantyhose. How thick do you think pantyhose are? As in tights. How thick do you think they are? If I wanted to fuck, uh, fuck the pastor at the end of the sermon, I can rip the pantyhose. Like, what is wrong with you? Right? what are you talking about and also always talking about women as if they're this these vixens that are just there to lure men who don't know any better if you are strong in the word baby if you are strong in the word of the lord and me just showing you this this sexy smooth leg is gonna get you to deviate i don't think you were as strong as you thought you really weren't i'll tell you that for nothing it's just sad because you know 17th of june 2021 you know, Megan saying, Megan Good is saying, happy anniversary, love of my life. Um, we've got, what does she write in that post? I feel like I must have saved it. Um, here we go. Which one is this one? She says, to the love of my life, my husband, purpose partner, happy anniversary. This font that she uses to write her Instagram post, that's the only thing I'd want to talk to her about. I've just got something. It's a, something about the font makes me uncomfortable. Anyway. To the love of my life, my husband, purpose partner, happy anniversary. This makes an, an hashtag nine and eternity, um, eternity you go. 
you are the best. I think she meant to say, and an eternity to go. So they'd gotten to nine years and that was the 17th of June that she posted that. And then on the 22nd of December, 2021, so that was 2017th of June, 2021, 22nd of December, 2021, she now posts in that same font. And the funny thing is that they both put out the same um, statement as their caption, but she insisted on this font. So she wrote, after much prayer and consideration, we've decided to go into our future separately, but forever connected. We celebrate almost a decade of marriage together and a love that is eternal. There's no one at fault. We believe this is the next best chapter in the evolution of our love. We are incredibly grateful for the life-changing years we've spent together as husband and wife. We are also extremely thankful to God for the testimony being created inside us both for the blessing of our lives with each other. Well, 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 well. And he posted the same um, post. Um, what's his name? Devon, whatever, whatever. He posted the same post on his page um, with some other picture. I don't know if he used just a picture of himself. I can't remember. Anyway, um, there's a, she posted a picture of the both of them. It looks like they're on a go- uh, golf course. And I'm worried because I don't want a ball to hit their head. But they're on a ball, uh, golf course and they're sitting down and they've got our, their backs to us. But there's something about the way that his neck, there's something about the back of his neck that lets me know what I feel like he cheated, allegedly. You know, you've got to throw that in there. But there's something about the way that his neck looks that says to me that something, whatever happened, was from his end. Because baby girl on the 17th of June was saying that she's ready to do forever. She was ready to do forever. So what happened between June and December? Oh, that rhymed. What happened? And then now nobody's at fault. No, 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 no. I do not trust a man who's going to pray for five minutes with his eyes closed, holding his camera to his face. I don't know. There's just something that gives me the ick about him doing that. But a lot of these pastors are performative. I remember one youth pastor. No, I can't even tell the story because I'm going to implicate myself. <laughs> Rewind selector. I'm not telling that story at all. It will be very obvious who the person is. But let me just say, a lot of these youth pastors, these young guy pastors, from what I know from back in the day, filth, absolute filth. Back even then, they were a youth pastor, and now they're still doing up all family man, family man. Oh, oh, oh. Let me. Mm. Oh, Kalechi, hold your mouth, hold your mouth, hold your mouth. I feel like, here's my theory, allegedly. I feel like he cheated. He was working on a film set at the same time that she was working on her stuff as well. And I don't know, maybe he got tempted by somebody on set. Like, not that they tempted him, but he was tempted by seeing them. Um. Anyway. Yeah. I, um... I just feel like when she said nobody's at fault, I said, no, 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 no. Somebody's at fault because on the 17th of June, you were ready to do forever. So what changed? What changed? You know, I feel that she's trying to protect his um, reputation as a pastor. 
um, doing what he's doing. I feel like that's very much what's happening here because if she were to say that this is what he done or that something untoward had happened and he's broken her heart, that then it wouldn't bode well for him as a pastor. And I think that oftentimes this is what you find that women do. They go out to protect the reputation of somebody that has um, hurt them and hurt them greatly. But, you know, Megan Good, she's good. You know, she'll be just fine. That sexy angel, she'll be just fine, you know, without him and his five-minute prayers with his eyes closed, holding the camera to his face. She'll be just fine. Um, he's given me Derek Jackson vibes and I can't quite pin my pin it, can't quite pin it, but that's what I'm getting. So I wish them both well. And I hope that one day the truth comes out. Um, but she, in her Instagram stories, Megan posted once upon a time, she posted a tweet that somebody wrote, somebody called Lecrae. She, and they wrote once upon a time, I thought I was done with Christianity, but the reality was I was just done with the institutional corporatized, gentrified, polit um, gentrified, politicized, culturally exclusive version of it. For her to post that in her stories, that also know lets us know that there was an issue that she had with her doing what she wanted to do and the church. So even if, like, he didn't cheat, right? There is still very, there is still something about the fact that you meet somebody, literally, they met on set from what I remember from that Black Love documentary. You meet someone on set, you meet them doing the thing that they're doing. And then for some reason, when you marry them, you think that they'll stop doing that thing that you met them doing at the time that you met them. It's so misogynistic that, oh, no, no, once I get, you know, get her and she settles down, I'll tame her and she'll be a good girl and she'll stop doing these things. You met her on a set. So she's going to continue acting same way that you are acting and also being a pastor or doing whatever you're doing. She's going to keep doing what she's doing. But for some reason, women are then pressured to stop doing what they're doing. It's different if when we met, I wasn't doing these, this thing, but then life so happened to gift me this opportunity to do this thing. And now we are growing apart. That's a conversation to, for us to have, but I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. I'll let you know that there are compromises that can be made, but not to the extent that I'm going to give up this gift that has come my way. Those conversations you can have. But the fact that you met me doing actor and then now there might be an issue. No, I don't rock with it. So I'm glad that the Christianity that Megan Good is drawn to is not the kind of Christianity that continues to oppress women, specifically black women. I love that for her. Um, and you know, she's better off without all of that stuff, like do what you're doing, but that gave us a clear insight or a little bit of an insight into the fact that not all is well. Um, but yeah, good luck to them both, whatever is going on there. Uh, Britney Spears is gathering her family up. <laughs> Pardon me. She's gathering them up. Britney said it's Britney bitch. And she said, you know, toxic, all of that. For the sake of your sake, I want to run. Your toxic shit's going under. She was dealing with them. Dealing with them as they need to be dealt with because they played with Britney too much under that conservatorship. Oh, look at me saying it. Look at me saying it and it not beating my ass. But you know what? I'm not going to repeat it. I've said what I said. Um, <laughs> Britney Spears posted, I flew home to Jamie Lynn on the couch watching her TV shows right after Justin and I broke up. I was a ghost there. And she put ghost emoji and lots of exclamation marks. I'd worked my whole life and I didn't know how to be served by mama. 
sit there and get served the chocolate milkshakes with the perfectly crushed ice with the secret chunky sugar. Meanwhile, Jamie Lynn is 12. She indulges with the TV for hours, then goes to lay on a raft at the pool. I'm in shock because this was never my life, four exclamation marks. Justin's family was all I knew for many years. Things were different now, and Jamie Lynn had a new Nickelodeon show. All I remember saying was, damn, how the hell does a 12-year-old land a Nickelodeon show? Four question marks. Hmm. Wow. I never got my iced chocolate drink. Shrug emoji. Drink emoji. Three exclamation marks. I mean, yeah, I'm grown up, right? Three exclamation marks. But then maybe I might need a little support. It was People Magazine. It was a People Magazine cover. The people show up. And as Jamie Lynn says, I was scared. Four exclamation mark. Fuck yeah. My mama was on pain medication and could barely hold a conversation in the house because her and my dad split and she was more messed up than anything, four exclamation marks. I remember her sitting on the floor in a conversation and she never got up. And I'm sorry, Jamie Lynn, I wasn't strong enough to do what should have been done. Slapped you and mama right across your fucking faces, six exclamation marks. Brittany said, I'm tired of you lot's shit. You're going to tell uh, on me. You're going to start trying to d d d destroy my character while you lot and your strong faces that look like thumbs have been chopping my money. Not today. Six exclamation marks. Not today. It is Britney, bitch. And there's so much there. She's like, I came back from the heartbreak of breaking up with Justin. Culture take. And my family was not even there for me because my mom was high on pain meds. And Jamie Lynn was just there swimming and, and having chunky chocolate drinks. And nobody said, what about Britney? What about Britney, bitch? What about Britney? So, of course, I didn't do what needed to be done there. I should have gathered all of you up. I should have slapped you up. But I did not. I did not. Oh. Britney went through it. The more that she's able to speak for herself now, I'm just like, you know what? Let that chopper sing. Do what you need to do. And then she went on to come for Jamie Lynn again. And she said, you let it linger forever, saying you felt unsafe with me and weird. Fuck you, Jamie Lynn! Four exclamation marks. My mouth was on the floor. The way you talked back to mama when I came home. Shocked out of my mind. Six exclamation marks. You were fucking hateful to her. And I know mama had been lazy with me, but I'm sorry. You deserved way more than a purse knocked at you by mama. She should have whipped your ass. Poor mama took it too, just like I did in the end. She worshipped you too much, and I know. But if you came out of my stomach, I would have popped that shit. I would have popped the shit out of your little ass. And that, Brittany's letting you know she wouldn't be doing any gentle parenting. She would have popped Jamie Lynn's ass. Woo, Chile. She said what she needed to say. And then she posted, thankful, grateful, blessed. New day, new beginnings. Because you know what? Balance. She's like, I'm going to drag the fuck out of all of you and, and give you this violence and give you this chaos. And then I'm going to come and say to you, you know what? God bless us all. God, God bless us all. 
And no, on a serious note, I'm all for it. This is all a process of Britney being self-actualized. Let her say the things that needed to be said because for so long she could not say what she needed to say and these people were taking the absolute piss with her life. Like, the abuse was way, way too much. It was so unfair, like, horrible. So, Britney, tell your truth, baby. Like, say what you need to say, like, and do your little choreography because I want for you, I want the joy for you. So many people who should have been there for you were not. And God... I know that you're not in the business of smiting anymore, but should you get that desire, Justin Culture Take is right there because he vilified this girl. He vilified her and slut shamed her and did all manners of everything to keep his career doing what his career was doing. And we all thought, oh, look at Justin not realizing that he was a snake. Wow. Trouser snake, my back foot. Anyway, that was that. Um, And then in the case of another white woman who shouldn't be doing what she's doing, some of you may not have um, been privy to this story, but there's a white woman who lives... um, She's from... She's dragging my foot across the bed. There's a white woman um, from Switzerland who's married to an Igbo man. Um, Her name is Nwani Ocha. Um, There's a whole kerfuffle happening at the moment because she married to an Igbo man. They visit um, Igbo land um, regularly. I think at a number of states specifically, I could be wrong. Anyway, the Igbo um, council in that area wants to award her with um, the title or role of commissioner. They want to award her the role of commissioner and people are hot. Rightly so. People are hot. People are vexed because... They say that the basis of wanting to give her this um, commissioner role or this commissioner title is because she's done so much for the Igbo people by spreading the culture, by um, posting her YouTube videos and learning Igbo. And um, so for that reason, she deserves a commissionership or whatever it's called. Um, a lot of black women, rightly so, are like, no, she shouldn't have that. And a lot of black men wrongly so are like you're just jealous you bitter ugly bitches one even said that oh come and see bitter leaf feminism or bitter leaf feminist every name under the sun and i want for black men specifically Igbo men to not be so enamored by white pussy to the point where they're missing the road omo you they miss road you you they miss road like look at the road you you're, you're what are you doing and why is it? And I'll, I, this is the hill I'm willing to transcend on. Why is it that white women, specifically, specifically white women, why is it that when you enter into these cultures that are not your own, the titles that you want, and I've said it before, it's like princess this, like, or you bought princess, that one, that wayward one, You've got a Yubo princess and then now you've got um, one year ocha that they want to make commissioner of this. Why can't you? Why is it not possible for you as a white person, generally now, to enter into a culture and just be there in the back and just be quiet? Why do you always need a role within it? And I say white women specifically. I go back to my white women specifically because you'll swear up and down that you understand sexism. So you understand sexism. So I hope that you would understand gendered sex, I'm sorry, racial, a racialized sexism and understand that it's not everywhere that you go that you now need to go and take up space. Like, can you not just not be there? 
and be there and just contribute with not getting on the stage. Same with the Black Lives Matter protests. Why do you, as a white person, think that in this moment, you need to get on stage and be telling people what they should and should not be doing? That's your whiteness at play. It is your whiteness at play. The whiteness that you've been socialized into is what makes you enter into spaces and not be content with doing the work and not getting praise or doing the work and not getting any accolades or doing the work and not getting any mainstream or widespread recognition because that is the white savior complex at at work and no matter how much a lot of you swear up and down that it's not within you it's not within you you do it and i see it and i clock it upon all the english that i've learned in this country upon all the videos that i've made to spread british culture ha 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 who made me why when why have i not been made mayor of London or why have I not been made mayor of this and that or even mayor of Southwark why not because no matter how much I do as a black person in this country I will always be reminded that I'm a Nigerian first and foremost right this white woman has she spoken up really about any injustice no and she doesn't even live um in Iboland she doesn't even live there she doesn't live in the area she visits with her husband yes and her mixed race children yes but she doesn't live there And even if she did live there, I still don't think that that then means that you should have a commissioner role, especially since the Igbo women, the indigenous Igbo women that live there, they are not allowed to have these roles if their husband also has a similar role in that state or in that area. They're not allowed to have, but you can come and have. And again, Igbo men specifically being so enamored by whiteness. I see how slavery happened. I see how the slave trade happened now. If in 2021, we're still having to explain to you the dangers of giving white people roles where they should not have it. We're still having to explain that to you in 2021, 2022. Then I can't imagine what the fuck you were doing 400 years ago. I really can't. Like, it's just so disappointing. And to be insulting the women who are rightfully calling it out on social media... And they're not even trying to come at her mad. They're like, do what you're doing, but you should have the wherewithal. You should have the integrity to be like, oh, thank you for offering me this. I just don't feel, I don't feel comfortable accepting it because I know my place and I just want to support the culture, but I don't want these accolades. But the moment someone speaks a lick of Yoruba, a lick of Igbo, oh, no, 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 we have to give them everything. The moment that they even speak in pigeon, even if they're speaking pigeon and they're speaking it in a wayward way, oh, no, no, let's give them something. We must praise them. We must celebrate them. We're so desperate for validation from white people. Why? Why? That's why you won't see me posting videos of like, oh, look at my partner speaking Yoruba or look at my partner eating pounded jam and this and that and this and that. Like for banter in the past years, I might have posted something in stories, but it'll be very brief. Like, I just don't, I just don't think that I need you. Like enjoying my culture is one thing, but I also don't need to have that um, widespread upon the timeline and everywhere else because ultimately i don't need your validation for my for my culture my culture is my culture regardless um so somebody wrote here some nigerians are saying a white swedish woman i think she's swiss um living in nigeria with her Igbo husband should be one of our commissioners because she dresses in our clothes eats our food and speaks our language and that's pretty much it they're calling her Igbo, even though 
being Igbo is not something you you earn or is out on you um, or is put on you. It's by blood. But they would rather die than accept a Yoruba woman, for example, as part of their family because she's not Igbo. And that is a great point. But then again, we know about the Biafran uh, war and why there's that tension. But oh, oh, Kelechi, go there. Yes, baby girl. Okay, so you've got the tension of the Biafran war and Yoruba people being like, oh, don't go and marry that Igbo person. Rare, 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 rare. But who were the instigators of the war in the first place? Was it not the colonizers? Was it not? Was it not the white people, the British, the Dutch, all of them people, the French? Was it not? Was it not those people who helped bring this situation about that caused that drama in the first place? Was it not due to the forceful amalgamation of different ethnic groups of people, the Hausa, the Igbo, the Fulani, all of these people forcing them to become a nation known as Nigeria that caused this resentment? Wherever you look at the discord that we are facing as people, as Nigerian people, was brought about by colonialism. So then saying that, oh, well, this white person get a, can get a title, a title that a, a black woman who's of that place cannot get. Well, there you go. That is the insanity of it all. That is the madness. Somebody else wrote, she doesn't live in Nigeria, doesn't pay taxes here. Only qualification apparently is a YouTube channel where she seemingly appreciates the culture. Igbo women can't even hold political positions in their husband's states. I expect you to know better. This is embarrassing. They're saying that to somebody who said, um, I stand to be corrected, but if you're an American citizen, regardless of how you became one, you're qualified for these small positions. So what's the big deal with her being a commissioner if she's Nigerian, Igbo and qualified for the job? But she's not. She's literally not. What has she actually given to the economy, the infrastructure of, of Nigeria to say that now they need to make her this? No, leave it um some um this person i'm reading from her name is uloma she wrote nobody's going to appoint you commissioner for tourism anywhere in the world for promoting a country slash culture that is not yours but look at you fawning over a white woman and asking that she be given a political appointment because she wears your clothes and speaks your language and they put the nauseous emoji so they want to make her a commissioner for tourism what does she know about it other than being white what does she what does she know about it why give her a role that she's not qualified for or for the sake of oh we just want to make her feel welcome um yeah she's swiss i was right swiss blogger married to onye anambra and mother of three interested in the culture values and heritage of the Igbo people and she's got seventy one thousand followers and she chews um chewing gum in a very interesting way um yeah i I just don't like it. I don't like it. And you can see that she's enjoying the, um, she's enjoying the drama because she tweeted and she was like one day offline and this happened and it shows that her name was trending. Um, yeah, I just think, oh, there's something very, very uncomfortable. I don't like it. I don't like it. I'm all for, you know, celebrating each other's cultures you're in a partnership you're in a relationship a marriage whatever like celebrate each other's cultures but there's something that white women do when it comes to these when they're doing these nigerian or performing nigerianness online that really grinds my gears um white men do it yeah on the side they're one they're ridiculous they just look pathetic but you can see for the general one they just want to do a couple dances and they're just there but i know that in nigeria themselves they're trying to assert themselves in a mad way i feel like everybody should just know themselves while the dynamic is still so skewed across the world, I do not think that white people should be getting positions 
whoever they are, they should not be getting positions um, of power within Nigeria. I know that underlying, there's lots of um, puppet masters who are white, but yeah, I, I just don't like it. That's my controversial opinion, basically. And people would be like, but you expect da, 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 while you're living in Britain, and I'll take you back to what I just said, while the dynamics are still skewed, that should not be happening. You should not be getting more power when you already have a lot of power. Even if you're like individually, I don't, da, 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 da. no, you should not be having it. It's really that simple. Soz. Um, oh, and then there was the white woman who apologized um, because she said that if her children are forced to wear masks to, to school on Monday, that she's going to bring her gun. And I want to know why Americans, everything has to come to two plus two always equals gun. Two plus two. Sharon, can you tell us what two plus two is? Oh, that's an AK-47. No, everything for them always comes back to the same thing. You want to shoot people. Why? Why? Why don't you want your children to wear masks at school just so they can be, you know, there's more likelihood of them being safe and also their teachers can be safe so they can actually teach the fucking classes. But for some reason, this logic isn't going all the way through with these people. And um, yeah, it, it, it really bothers me. Um... I'm just trying to find her her video but I just yeah I remember her just saying oh you know well if my children are forced to wear masks when they come to school on Monday I'll be coming here with my gun and obviously people were like oh um so that's scary and then she's now had to come back and apologize for saying such but you meant it you meant it you were really going to roll up with a gun to your children's school all because they were asked to wear a mask and that's just everyday behavior in America, apparently. Then there's the US man who faked his own death, um, who has been found in Glasgow. Uh, what does this say here? An American man believed to have faked his own death is facing extradition um, after being arrested in a hospital in Glasgow. Nicholas Rossi, 34, was wanted by Interpol and faces a charge of rape in Utah in the United States. He was admitted to the Queen Elizabeth University Hospital in December with COVID-19, where he used the alias Arthur Knight. Police Scotland said he was detained under an international arrest warrant. Authorities in the US have confirmed that Mr. Rossi was also known as Nicholas Alaverdian um, in the state of Rhode Island, where he was involved in polit local politics and was a critic of the state's child welfare system. Mr. Rossi told um, the media in December 2019 that he had late stage non-Hodgkin lymphoma and had weeks to live. Several outlets reported that he had died February 2020. A memorial posted online declared him a warrior that fought on the front lines for two decades for children's rights and said his ashes had been scattered at sea. Mr. Rossi is believed to have been traced to the intensive care unit at the Queen Elizabeth um, Hospital in glasgow where he was on a ventilator medical staff were unaware he was on interpol's red list he was arrested by the um, at the hospital by police scotland on 13th of december on behalf of the colleagues in utah um the crown office said he appeared by video link from the hospital in relation to extradition proceedings to the u.s see they can do the same extradition pro uh, pro proceedings for prince andrew as well anyway Utah's county attorney confirmed he was known in the state as Nicholas Rossi. Court rec records showed that the Utah officials were looking for him for an alleged rape. When he was arrested in Glasgow, he was on the run from authorities in several U.S. states. 
Investigations by other agencies have recognised him as Nicholas Alaverdian, Nicholas Alaverdian Rossi, Nicholas Edward Rossi, Nicholas Alaverdian Rossi, Nick Allen, Nicholas Brown, no, sorry, Nick Allen, Nicholas Brown, Arthur Brown and Arthur Knight. The FBI also had a warrant for his arrest on charges of defrauding his foster father by taking out credit cards in his name and running up debts of more than $200,000. Um, in December 2019, weeks before Mr. Rossi told reporters he had non-Hodgkin lymphoma, a Utah investigator contacted the FBI with information on his lo um, location. Um, the Utah charges had come from an initiative to review historical sex assault cases where DNA evidence kits had not been tested. Nicholas Rossi was the suspect in a case in 2008. It had been closed by the lead detective without being referred to the Utah County Attorney General's Office for screening. In 2018, the DNA reviewed, um, review connected him to another sexual assault case in Ohio. Investigators believed Mr. Rossi had left the U.S. and had led state legislators in other states to believe he was dead. The Utah County Attorney's Office is now working with federal and international agencies to extradite Mr. Rossi back to Utah. Utah County Attorney um, David Levitt said, we will now have to go through the process of proving in a Scottish court that Arthur Knight is Nicholas Rossi. That will be a process that will take some time, but it's one that we're willing to go through because our victim in Utah has been suffering now for all of these 13 years. I have no idea what he was doing in Scotland prior to lying in a hospital bed with COVID. He added, our office is grateful for the significant interagency collaboration of law enforcement to bring this suspect to justice. Um... We credit Utah's sexual assault kit initiative grant funded through the Department of Justice and the Bureau of Justice Assistance to, um, as playing a, a significant role in testing backlogged kits and ultimately identifying the suspect. Mr. Levitt is also encouraging other potential victims of a crime by Mr. Rossi to come forward. Um, uh, one investigative reporter said um, everyone was stunned when news broke that he was alive in Scotland. It's, why is it that all these rapists go and hide in Scotland? Anyway, it's an unbelievable story. People are now coming out of the woodwork talking about their experiences and reflecting on their interactions with him. Investigators are painting a picture of a pathological liar. He has nearly a dozen aliases. Police say he has charged and he has changed his story multiple times. He has changed his identity multiple times. Cops tried to get him. It wasn't the cops that caught him, though. It was COVID. Mr. White said that in 2020, a woman claiming to be Nicholas um, Alaverdian's wife rang several media outlets and said that he had died of cancer and urged them to write an obituary. Um, it's just wild. It's just wild. So I guess when he was admitted for um, having COVID, that his name was flagged on some kind of system from the hospital. That's also another thing to unpack there. But um, you know what, Corona? You're a raggedy bitch. I'm not going to lie. Corona, aka COVID-19, and all your variants, all your babes, you are all raggedy bitches. You are a raggedy, raggedy bitch. But let me tell you, even a raggedy bitch can do something right once. Even a raggedy bitch can do something right once. Same way as a broken clock can be right twice a day. Woo, let's not go there. But the one thing that you have done that I'm like, okay, well done. You brought this man to the light. You brought him out so that they can find him, those who are looking for him. However, I have the sneaking suspicion that they're not just looking for him for the crimes that they mentioned. Like fam, Interpol is looking for your clot. 
Interpol, the FBI, all of these people, I think that he has some kind of agency links. And this is the cover story. And um, for him to like fake his death in that way and dis- and disappear, I feel like he's got agency links and um, there's something that they're looking for him for, apart from all of these, you know, things that, of course, these things are serious, but we just know, like, in terms of assault cases, it rarely is so serious that they're willing to get all of the dons all of the um you know um international police dons on your case unless you, the person that you did it to has a lot of clout so there's something there's something more here same way that woman from america who knocked over the boy um in england and then they took her back to america in some shady i can't even remember the whole story but i'm, I'm sure one of you lot will correct me that also seems shady till today. And even that one, they admitted that they worked for the CIA in one capacity or another. But um, yeah, it's all very, very weird that they're putting so much energy be- um, behind extraditing this guy. But I'm like, you know what? Go for it. Go for it. Whether there's more to the story, whether there isn't, and because uh, this is sufficient, sexual assault is sufficient, go for it. Get him. And all of his, and all of his um, aliases... Nicholas Santa Claus, Nicholas um, um, Dancer and Prancer, well, all of the names that he has, get him, get him, deal with him. I, I fully support that message. Um, I was going to talk about this um, Scotland's first black professor who's calling out academia for being racist because he's saying that the uh, statue that is up should be taken down. Oh, should I talk about it quickly? Mm, okay. It says here, Scotland's first black professor accuses academics of racism in slavery row. And I'm going to need in 2022 for you to, to stop calling very valid critiques of racist a row. It, it just is so racist in and of itself. It's not a row. We're not all mad people shouting at each other. Somebody has a point and somebody does not. It's that simple. So it says here, Scotland's first black professor has accused fellow academics of discrimination after an explosive row over Edinburgh's links to slavery prompted calls for him to quit as chair of two groups re-examining the city's history. Now, remember in 2020, we spoke about the fact that um, Scotland made made this whole hoo-ha that they're going to be looking into um, their links to slavery. And I, And again, I think I said at the time, I hope that they're properly doing it and not just saying it for jokes because... Now that somebody's saying to you, oh, your links to slavery are actually really bad. I mean, look at how many black people have Scottish last names. Your links to slavery are actually really bad. Let's talk about it. And it's like, no, actually, you can get the fuck off this board if you want to be doing bullshit, like telling the truth. Fuck all of that shit, nignog. Get the fuck out. Um, The row began when Sir Jeff Palmer, who is leading two separate reviews into the city and the university's involvement in the slave trade, denounced Jonathan Hearn and Sir Tom Devine, um, current and emeritus professors at Edinburgh University as members of an academic racist gang, after Hearn published an article in The Spectator suggesting the city council review risked being um, historically superficial and Devine stepped in to defend him. Palmer criticised Hearn and Devine, um, in a series of tweets which focused particularly on their views of Sir, Sir Henry Dundas, a controversial figure whose monument in the Scottish capital was vandalised in June 2020 during the Black Lives Matter demonstration. Palmer and others believe Dundas, the leading Whig politician of um, Scotland in the late 18th century, has been unfairly credited with fighting slavery in Scotland when he held back abolition for a generation by delaying tactics in Parliament 
and um, a revised plaque explaining this background was erected at the monument last year. But in his recent article, Hearn argued that historians were still debating whether Dundas delayed abolition and that there was plenty of evidence to suggest that Dundas's gradualist approach, um, approach to abolition, however unsatisfactory it may seem to us in the present day, was the only approach which, could, uh, which would be political suc um, politically successful at the time. After Palmer's tweet, Divine called for his dismissal from the review groups, accusing him of appalling slurs of racism against those whose only thought was to have a different view from his own. So my man is going with reverse racism. You hate to see it. People who are meant to be academics, who are actually meant to be smarter than the, um, the rest of us, just showing themselves to be fucking stupid. Um, Palmer said, I've been long, I've been making the same arguments for a long time, but I think this timing has to do with this project. The fact that this work is gaining significance, but some historians are unhappy that they are not involved. This is a public debate. And if some people are demanding my dismissal without providing any evidence for it, then that is discrimination. If they can provide evidence that I am incompetent and biased, then I will step down. Divine is understood to be taking legal advice, but another prominent academic figure in the city, the UK's first professor of black male studies, Tommy J. Curry, said the row exemplified a naivety in Scottish culture around discussions about race. Hearn said that while he stood by his Spectator article, he had no ill will towards Palmer and would be happy to engage in civil face-to-face -face public discussions about our disagreements. My main concern is that um, in this is that... Um, Inquiries into public history need to be conducted in an open manner with respect to our diverse viewpoints. But what do you mean diverse viewpoints? If something is blatantly racist, what are we going back and forth about? If other places managed to abolish slavery, what was what was he delaying? What was Dundas and his and his dunce self? What was he delaying? Nah. It's all very, very mad in academia because the racism is so deeply entrenched within um, um, the foundation of what makes academia what it is. That I do not believe that you can decolonize academia as we know it because the foundations are rotten as it is. Right. And it was only meant to serve um, an elitist group of people. And then they allowed people in who were going to uphold that elitism. Otherwise, why does your PhD matter? Why does doctor or this or that matter before your name? If it wasn't for the esteem that they have placed upon this um, whole institution, because traditionally not everybody could get into it. And it was a space that was mainly saved for rich white men. That's my view, Sha. But as for the professor who's um, talking about all of this, um, Sir Jeff Palmer, it just again goes to show you can have the sir in front of your name. You can be one of the most esteemed people in your field. While you are still black, people are still going to move very, very mad and, and, and question your competence like they are any more competent than you are just because, just because. And so again, I say like, why aspire to certain things when you know just how bad mind everyone generally is? But you know what? Everybody do what you're doing because some of you are doing fantastic research and we truly love to see it. I feel like that covers every single thing that I had down for So You Mad. Wow. 
I got through it all. Anyway, let's pick up Skillshare, who are the second of this show sponsors. Skillshare is an online learning community that offers membership with meaning. With so much to explore, real projects to create, and the support of fellow creatives, Skillshare empowers you to accomplish real growth. They've got an amazing and they've got amazing classes that you can take part in. They're always refreshing their classes, so you'll find something that works for you. Um, they've got something, a class here called Finding Fulfillment, using pivots to power your creative career with Emma Gannon. That sounds um, nice and funky. Um, yeah, there are loads of classes for you to take. So whether you're a dabbler or a pro, a hobbyist or a master, you're creative. So discover what you can make with classes for every skill level. Experience real improvement with hands-on projects and classes designed for real life. And by real life, it means that you don't have to like be like, oh, I've got to log in every day. Oh, I've got to log in every day. You log in and you take things at your own pace and you do as much as you can do and make progress in a way that feels comfortable to you. Um, Skillshare entire catalogue of classes and now offers subtitles in Spanish, French, Portuguese and Dutch. Very, very interesting group of people. Explore your creativity at skillshare.com forward slash straws and get a one month free trial. That's a one month free trial at skillshare.com slash straws. So that's S-K-I-L-L-S-H-A-R-E.com slash straws. Go and do your thing. Go and do your thing with Skillshare.com slash straws. Go and get creative. Anyway, let's get to straw of the week. So this week on straw of the week, aka suck your mum, we've got um a letter, I think two letters. Let me start with, um, let's start with this one. This one is called straw of the week, men who podcast. Hi Kalechi, I hope you are having a lovely weekend and baby girling to the max. I'd like to submit my nomination for straw of the week to a crusty rat, miniature devil, useless South African man who is the embodiment of misogynoir, Mac G. That's she puts here sucks sucks teeth. This idiot interviewed Ari Lennox and asked her, Are you being fucked good? To which she was obviously taken aback. This fool justified his disgusting question by saying it's one of her song lyrics. Imagine, she was visibly uncomfortable with this line of questioning, but he laughed while she cringed. Ari then tweeted that she will no longer do interviews, which then set off Mac G's rat onto her mentions with all sorts of vile, rapey comments. I would be embarrassed, but I know this is how South African men move. They relish in rape culture. I'm so hurt for her that she experienced this violence we live with daily. South Africa is not the rape capital of the world by mistake. Mac G should be blacklisted on every platform, but this will only increase his followers because Mac G is what South African men are. There are many things I could wish on him, but it will only taint my spirit. Fuck him eternally. May his disgusting podcast crash and burn. Anyway, stay blessed, you baby girl, you love ya. Yours in baby girldom. Hey. Thank you so much. I'm so sad that everybody keeps coming at Ari Lennox on such a mad vibe. Ever since she posted her um, post by the water when she was in Ghana. Like, I mean, even before that, it's just relentless. But again, it's what I keep saying that if you're not light skinned, you're subjected to certain things that light skinned women are not subjected to um, constantly, even if they get it maybe here and there once or, you know, once in a while. It's consistent when it comes to Ari Lennox and it's simply unfair it's just nasty that everybody's violating and I you know have my views about the 
thing that she wrote about Ghana, whatever. But I just think generally she just gets a lot of slack and um, she just, you know, it's just not fair. It's, it's, yeah, she has to take a lot of flack and I just don't like it. Um, in regards to this podcast, I, I haven't listened to it and I'm, you know, going with your experience of being a South African person having to deal with all of this stuff. But yeah, it is just very, very wild. Whether it's a song lyric of hers or not, you are a man. You have to understand the context within she, when she's singing the song taking the lyrics out of the context of the song and being like, are you being fucked good? Who are you talking to? Do we know each other like that? Who the fuck are you talking to? So yeah, I agree. I agree with that straw. Definitely let that straw fly. Um, Yeah, I, I will go with that. And then we've got here, a straw of the highest order for yet again, the Met Police. Hi Kalechi, we'll let this one speak for itself as the article has all the despicable details but needless to say, a huge fuck you yet again to the Met Police but with an understanding that two things can both be true at the same time. Um, As Lisa Betty points out on Instagram, um, almost Dr. Lisa Betty, a babe, um, and they wrote here, the nature of, um, what is it, the nature of white people activism basically ostracizes um, people of colour they've written manipulation infiltration and co-option is a very real movement it's very real in movement spaces so although i have sympathy for what these climate activists were put through we also have to be clear that if your climate movement activism does not slash is not one clear um, clearly centering black brown indigenous people women and femmes as the leaders and in and, and in leadership two centers those marginalized by climate crisis three advocates against colonialism neocolonialism and militarism Four, rooted in black, brown, indigenous spaces of generational ecological activism, you are literally sleeping with the cops anyway, because of course this would happen. I would, um, I could have walked into that room and on site asked who is friends with the cop, who vouched for him, if he's a veteran activist or older person in the movement, who are his people? Um, they're making a point there about how did this um, cop manage to infiltrate? You know, we were talking about spy cops before and I've talked about it on the show, the spy cops and also the British government trying to push through the spy cops bill and which the house of lords have been kind of holding off and they're saying no we're not asking for any new powers we're just asking for more robustness in the powers that we already have but what do you mean that they can't be held accountable um for um having you know raping and doing this and doing that and murdering they can't be held accountable for those things and while undercover no no not just just because you're undercover doesn't mean you can move mad and the thing is you lose a lot of these cops to the undercover life anyway and it becomes their actual life so no no you um so many cops also suffered because we without having um regulations without having rules so many cops suffered drug abuse all of that all of that and you didn't do anything to try to bring them back you didn't do anything to try to save them because the um the operation that they were doing was so covert that you just let them die and that's disgusting. So no, there should definitely, definitely be rules in what's allowed. Um, but again, I'm saying that I don't want anything to be allowed, really. I don't want anything. I don't want any of this stuff. I don't I don't want cops. I don't want any of this stuff because as we have it, it's just a mess. It's just a mess and it's very violent and very, very ho- um, horrible. And it's only there to uphold um, white supremacist measures. So I'm not with it. But um, yeah, this basically focuses on the um whole spy cops um fiasco 
um the end of the letter says at some point i will get round to sending the gift i started for you over a year ago that i finally finished although knowing me i'll keep forgetting and probably end up just bringing it to the live show with me if i get a ticket lol either way wishing you and your family love and joy my cat lukin also sends his regards of course <laughs> um oh and p.s could we also maybe include verstappen's workout that he clearly is so proud of in so you mad because really what in the actual fuck was that all for people starting where they are but come on man i've said it before a lot of the personal trainers that some of the f1 drivers have are terrible they're really terrible they don't know what they're doing like you just brought your bros on board you just wanted your bros to be able to travel around the world with you because they do not know what they're doing and ba- and hamilton's thrown shade about it before where he said like you know before um angela cullen he the pts that he had were just like pts they yeah they just weren't holistic in that way but she came with all of the energy um or no he said the physios that he had were basically glorified pts um, basically and since getting angela like a true true physio she's really changed a lot for him and honestly i saw that um, workout that verstappen was doing in his stories i went to go and watch because i was just like what is this remembering that i've been a qualified personal trainer since um about 2012 13 I saw that and I was like, no, you're getting scammed. And while I'm laughing my head off, this shouldn't actually be, this shouldn't run. Like, I shouldn't care, but I do. This shouldn't run. Like, this is ridiculous. Um, So, I mean, I can't do all the jobs though. I can't train the the drivers as well as, you know, commentate. I've got to choose one. So I'm going to have to let them have the PTs that they're having, but you can't be making a world um, champion um allegedly be doing all of that um hickey hack workout like it's not giving what it's supposed to give all in all anyway let's get back to the spy cops um chat so um mark kennedy spent seven years pretending to be a climate activist if you haven't watched it there's a show on bbc a drama on bbc it should still be there called um undercover starring um sophie okonedo and adrian lester i know i've mentioned it on the show before you should definitely watch that because it's based on this or it's based on situations like this it says here when kate wilson was 23 she got deceived into having sex with an older guy who wasn't what he appeared to be to her he was mark stone a radical environmental activist who shared her taste in country music and her belief that capitalism is destroying the planet He wrote poetry for her, went to her grandmother's 90th birthday party and helped her organise a massive protest against the G8 summit in Scotland. They lived together nearly two years as lovers and stayed close friends years after. Um, It's only after that that then she discovered that, no, that's not him at all. His name's Mark Kennedy. It says here, but seven years after they first met in 2010, their intimate relationship imploded when Wilson learned the shocking truth about Stone's true identity. Not only was that his real name was, um, that his real last name was Kennedy. Um, not only did he have a wife and two kids, but the person with whom Wilson had shared many of her interests and dreams, who told her lots of his most intimate stories and secrets was actually working for the British state. Um, in 2003, Kennedy had been sent undercover by an elite unit in London's Metropolitan Police Service to gather intelligence on activists like Wilson. He spent seven years do- living a double life. He was a fearless organiser who had a shadowy backstory as a cocaine runner, but he was also a cop with a family in Ireland. Um, until the day that he was outed by a small group of sleuthing activists, Kennedy was a trusted leader in a movement that was desperately trying to wake up Britain and the world to the impending horrors of the climate emergency. But his friends 
comrades um and at least 10 other women had sex that he had sex with had no idea Kennedy was selling them out to governments and corporations that had a vested interest in keeping the country hooked on fossil fuels that just goes to show you all the things really doesn't it and and that was 2000 and what was it we say 2003 he was sent undercover I believe it was 2003 right since then social media has blown up so a lot of the infiltrating that a lot of these um cops are doing they don't really need to do um a lot of it in person anymore instead they're creating accounts following people trying to friend up people this is why i can't be you lot's friend i mean i'm so so sorry like i think that you're lovely i love interacting with people but me me i know the things that i talk about on this show and so anyone trying to be my friend i'm like mm-mm like you know i appreciate you thank you so much i send you the emojis because you know i don't um, often use lots of words if it's like a one-to-one interaction send you the emojis but we can't be boys we can't be boys because the 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 surveillance is on the next level and the thing is i haven't got much to hide i mean i've just freaking told you about the um, dipsy and the womanizer and i used michael jackson's song to um to kind of you know express what the climax was like i've done all of that so i know that but i just don't like it i don't feel comfortable with it and it's very scary it's very very scary what's going on um it's very nasty and i hope that they don't get anywhere with their stupid fucking spy cops bill and things like this shouldn't be allowed i mean this you know you've got people you've got people like mark kennedy sleeping with these um um, activists and things like that but when you consider the black panthers and whether that's in america or britain people are literally killed killed or imprisoned and that's just horrible absolutely horrible so definite straw to the um to mark to um the the elite police um group that unit that sent him in there a straw for everybody everybody can go suck their mothers and again to those climate activists to those activists generally who do not center and um, black and brown um and indigenous people in their practices again you can all go suck out as well because you are only furthering the whims of the state really when you break it all the way down so yeah those are the straws to be honest and i feel like did i have a final straw on my end yeah my final straw i guess was um to the to bumble i know some of you girls really love bumble not that no that's not fair my straw isn't to bumble my straw is to the way that the media reported about this um black woman who was killed um her name's uh lauren smithfield the um her the guy that she met on bumble was a 37 year old matthew lafontaine um they met on bumble and bumble prides itself on being like oh no the women message first so that everything can go at their own pace but um it turns out that design engineer 37 who um his bumble date this is how the media reported on it the daily mail or the daily fail i believe they said exclusive pictured design engineer 37 whose bumble date 23 died in her blood-stained bed um next to him after a night of drinking her family sued cops for mishandling investigation and not pursuing because he's white so that's it so my straw goes out to the media and my straw goes out to the um, police um, policemen uh, to the police who did not want to, who did not want to investigate this case even the way that the daily fell reported on it they put a picture of him um 
wearing his backpack as if he's hiking and they put a picture of her in a bikini and initially when they were all reporting on this they said that this woman was killed or this girl was killed because she was dating a much older man um on bumble and they made it sound like she was some kind of gold digger they didn't tell the story gold digger quote unquote you know they didn't tell the full story she was 23 he was 37 they made it sound like this man was 90 and he was and she was trying to get his money and miraculously ended up dead next to him in bed no 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 how is it that you're next to somebody in bed and they're dead and the beds and you're talking about the bed being bloodstained what do you mean by bloodstained? That means it was drenched, but nobody wants to report on it accurately because again, the violence of white men, they're insulated from it. She was right next to him in the bed and I believe that he's sick enough to have killed her, whether in a drunken state or not, killed her and then got back into bed waiting there for the cops to arrive and then being like, oh, don't know what happened. And then again, the police not wanting to investigate it because as far as they're concerned, well, black women are whores anyway. So if they end up in any situation that they end up in, um, end up in, that's their personal problem. Nah, I hope that the, yeah, that her family do sue the cops and sue the cops well, because that is disgusting. And I'm, I hope that he's buried under the jail, this motherfucker. That is what's deserved. So a straw for the media, a straw for the police who didn't choose to ha- um, what handle the case. Um, and that's it. And right on time, Lev is ready to start riling himself up. So we're going to wrap up this week's show. As I said, you can, um, by now, you'll be able to save the link, um, save your link to buy the tickets for the, uh, for the live show next week. I'm sorry, save the link so you can buy the tickets next week for the live show that will be on Saturday, 2nd of April at the Bloomsbury Theatre, starting at 6.30. Very much looking forward to seeing all of you there. We're going to have the best time ever. You can follow me on at Kolechnikov or at Say Your Mind Pod. Um, you can support the podcast on patreon.com forward slash collect your car for and yeah that's it that is it that is absolutely everything i have been collecting your car for this has been sym officially known as say your mind unofficially known as what what that's right suck your mum and um yeah i look forward to hearing how you get on with buying your tickets next week peace it's the Ben's Brunani woman is Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this Baby sit down, sit down, receive this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the tea we are go sipping yo Hard time scrolling for your long shorts You might learn something you never know Collect you find, and she's one of a kind Don't say you mind, say you mind